1: Welcome back to another episode of Off The Clock, a podcast made the Johnsonville way. I am Joe Horsemeyer, and today, again, who do I have with me?
0: Abby Beagle.
1: You're going to have to say that like that every single time
0: now. Not a chance. No. It's not happening.
1: All right. right. Well, it's great to have you back. Abby Beagle. <laughs> <laughs> Did you have fun with the page episode?
0: I had a lot of fun with the page episode. <sighs> I She was uh, very blunt. I enjoyed it that. It
1: took a while to edit.
0: I believe that.
1: Maybe someday we'll have like a best of and we'll be able to release (laughs) all that. But not anytime soon. (laughs) So, uh, but today, well, I guess today has the opportunity to be on or off the rails, I suppose. Because, well, for one, we have Abby with us. And for two, we have one of those Zorns. One of those Which Zorns. Zorn do we have with us today? You have Mike Zorn with you today. Oh, boy. The <laughs> the man, the myth, the legend, Mike Zorn. How are you, Mike Zorn? I'm doing great. How about you? I'm good. All right, Abby?
0: <laughs> oh, great. Abby Beagle. Abby Beagle. <laughs> Abby Beagle.
1: <laughs> She's doing great. Mike's doing great. We're all doing great. Mike, would you mind starting us off with your Johnsonville story? Now, I do know from working with you for a couple years that this could go on for a while. It, I'll... I'll and paraphrase as Honestly, much as I can. I'd like it to, but yeah,
2: let's try and keep it within, I don't know, maybe two hours. Okay. <laughs> okay. I'll see what I can do. Perfect. Can, so, see do.
1: let's see where you're at.
2: Well, I just had the pleasure of celebrating my 36th uh, year of working for Johnsonville. That's pretty wow. awesome. Oh. Yeah. Um, and when I started for Johnsonville, we had one plant. That was the Riverside plant. Okay. My first job was hanging 10 balonies on a stick, and I was trained by. R.F. Steyer, the founder. That's pretty amazing. And Gosh. you wouldn't think there was an art to hanging 10 balonies on a stick. Uh-huh. But if you know anything about R.F., he was all about quality. So everything had to be done the same way time and time again. So you got the same quality. Good. So um, it was probably about a two or three day training session with R.F. To, uh, to uh, learn how to hang 10 balonies on a stick correctly. And when you think it all the way through you know, the quality that Johnson will make today all stems from him. Sure. Way back when. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. so now what
1: kind of, how, how was that training session? Because nowadays we've got paperwork. We all have to look through and all that. Cause what, what was it like working right there next to the man?
2: It was all visual, <laughs> visual and being told, uh, when you did something right. Yeah. And maybe when you could have done something wrong. <laughs> oh, I'm sure. Um, <laughs> and all good. I mean, all good. He was, yeah, a, yeah. He was a wonderful man. Mm-hmm. Um, but there was definitely one way to do things in order to make a quality sausage, and that was everything from getting the right animals all the way to how you deliver the finished goods to the grocery store.
1: Wow, that's
2: all. and it still shines through to today. It does, so definitely, nice. definitely. So you started out doing that. Yep, I did. Um, after doing that for about, I'm going to say, a year, year and a half, uh, a light bulb went on in my head. Oh, gosh. And <laughs> back then it was a bright one. <laughs> Just kidding. Um, but a light bulb went off thinking, do I want to hang 10 bolognese on a stick o- my whole life? And It's a rich question, Mike. Right, yeah. right? Yeah. And the answer was no. Oh, I don't want to okay. hang 10 bolognese on a stick. Okay. So, Shooting for 12. I, <laughs> I liked working in the meat business, so I decided I was going to go learn how to make sausage and um, cut meat and harvest animals. Wow. So at that time, and it doesn't exist anymore, there was a course at the Southwest Technical College Mm -hmm. down in Fenimore, Wisconsin, where you learned how to do everything from the time the animal walked off the truck to the time the farmer or the individual who brought the animal in came to pick up their meat and our sausage. So Johnsonville was nice enough to give me a nine-month leave of absence to go attend that. Um, Did that, came back. and actually started making some sausage instead of just hanging it on a stick. Okay. Um, Did they have franco's back then? No, no. no your franco <laughs> was your arm. <laughs> um, you know, you you didn't uh, you didn't do things like you do today. Sure. Um, it was all a manual process.
1: What kind of stuffers were there? I mean,
2: was it literally a handkrieg type deal? No, team? no. Are going back that far then, back? Uh, when I first started, it was a uh, an air stuffer. It was like a, a big cylinder like you'd, you'd see in a, a big Mac truck, I'll say. Okay. And you could pack maybe 200 pounds of meat in there, and you packed pack the meat in, close the cover, and then as you opened up the, uh, so the meat could flow through the stuffing horn, the piston would slowly rise up huh. with air pressure underneath it. Um, and the one thing I learned with that is um, when you get to the end where there's no more meat and if you have an air pocket in it, you will definitely find out.
0: <laughs> oh, so, um
2: So, yeah. So, it, those were only around for a year or two when I was here. Okay. Um, when I first started, and then started going with like KS stuffers, Huntman stuffers, stuff like that. Okay. So, anyways, um, so then uh, I went to school, came back, uh, made some sausage, did some boning of pork butts, which we used to make brats into. Wow. Um, and then slowly worked my way into like a team leader role and. Uh, back then it was called assistant plant coordinator role, um, up to where I basically am today as the, the shipping coordinator. Sure. Uh, spent a lot of years um, as a production coordinator, 20-plus years either on first shift or second shift, running what we call the Brat Lines. Yeah. yeah. Um, the Brat Yeah. So it's been... Uh, so it's when, I- were you a part of the,
1: you know, the creation of Countryside? In, in a
2: sense? No, believe it or not, and people always tell me I laid the corner brick, <laughs> the countryside, <laughs> but I did not. Um, countryside was built in 1977. Okay. I started in 79. Ah, um, gotcha. And when I was here in 79, started in 79, the only thing that was really done up here at Countryside was they would formulate all the batter. Uh-huh. And then it would get trucked down to Riverside and you'd make your, you know, your bologna and brats and all the great products that we make today.
0: Wow. Interesting. So was this never, like, was the original idea, you think, not to actually even r- run lines here, but just to make the batter for down at Riverside?
2: Um, my hunch tells me no. Yeah. I th- I think th- somewhere in the plans it was, hey, someday we're going to make sausage mm-hmm. up here. Mm-hmm. So,
1: Well, that makes sense. Yeah. And, yeah. and clearly it's worked out. Yeah, definitely,
2: <laughs> definitely. And, you know, started out with one plant, Johnsonville, and when I s- started here, and now we have six, I believe. Yeah. Six mm-hmm. and one in Singapore, so seven. Wow. So, you know, Johnsonville's grown by leaps and bro- bounds in the last 40-ish years.
1: Sure.
0: Sure. Leaps and brats works, too. Yeah. <laughs> I like that. Oh, <laughs> my <laughs> gosh.
1: Abby, I'm so glad you're here today. Thanks. I that may too. be a T-shirt someday.
0: <laughs> oh, really? By
1: leaps and brats, yes.
0: By leaps and brats. Mm-hmm. Okay. Look at that. <laughs> that we made something. <laughs>
2: we could make a commercial out of that, <laughs> oh, maybe. Oh, no. <laughs> Oh, His yes. His
0: face isn't meant for TV. Here's <laughs> 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 okay. Mike. Mike? Joe?
1: Mike has been on quite a few. Yes. <laughs> yes. I, I yeah. Ladies and gentlemen, if you're recognizing this voice here, this is the man who does Saucer Support Center. He's the one who, well, what else have you done, Mike?
2: You've done? Well, several Facebook spots. Uh-huh. Um, sev- uh, what I call the voiceovers for commercials that are on TV. And radio. And radio. Yep. Yeah. Uh, as well as a couple of them for a couple commercials for TV as well. Mm-hmm. Some I have a real active part in and some they just need a pretty face in it.
0: See? True that. It's probably like rough getting up in the morning when you don't have a makeup artist to powder your cheeks. Oops. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, yeah. what do I do?
2: <laughs> yeah. It was. Uh, and as you know, Joe, you've been in several yourself spots. <laughs> we weren't going to talk about that. You know, but they're sure. they're they're fun to do. the the, uh the marketing folks uh (laughs) that kind of lead this whole effort along with the crew that comes in to to shoot them and and do everything you got to do to make these things happen Mm -hmm. um they're just a riot to do oh it is fun so now mike when you started back in what was it 1979
1: you said correct did you think that you'd be in the wheelhouse of charlie murphy doing commercials
2: no, never. never yeah, never. I know.
1: When I started at Riverside on uh, RP one, uh, sorting through links, I never thought in a million years we'd have the opportunity to be on a commercial. No, period. Mm-hmm. So, and I even remember putting it in my PDC. I remember Ann Mitchell was looking at it, and she's like, "Joe, how how are you? We don't do this. Is not a this is not a thing." Because in my background. I was in community theater and a whole bunch of different stuff, and I'm like, I want to be in a Johnsonville commercial. Well, that wasn't a thing, you know, all of four years ago, much less 10 years ago, much less
2: 30. What was it again? 36. Nine. Yeah, nine, whatever. (laughs) (laughs) Almost four decades. Let's just put it that way. There we go. go. Yeah. (laughs) And it's just,
1: I think it's just a testament of how, you know, someone had an idea. And here at Johnsonville, if you got a crazy enough idea and you're willing to put the work in,
2: sky's yeah, the limit basically definitely mm-hmm. i mean and i forget the gentleman's name but you can't spill sausage without usa sean yeah, angle yeah, yeah came yeah. right from him mm-hmm. you know and a lot of the commercial ideas obviously come from the johnsville members right
1: mm-hmm. so what would you say has been i mean obviously you mentioned the the numerous uh, operation facilities that we have now and things like that but what is one of the biggest changes that you've seen i mean is it technology is it you know is it just well, the growth in general is it
2: when, when I first started here in 79, mm-hmm. or, yeah, 79, there really wasn't what we call the Johnsonville way. Oh, okay. Um, back in the early 80s, uh, Ralph, R.C., I call him, you know, Ralph, Ralph Jr., actually, but R- uh, he always went by R.C., and okay. mm-hmm. Ralph Sr. went by R.F. So, anyways, mm-hmm. back in the early 80s, R.C. had a revelation, I'll call it, um, and decided that instead of him being the... The do-all, end-all, as far as making decisions and everything, I'm turning everything over to the members of Johnsonville. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Um, So that was the big, to me, that was the big revelation, obviously, because that's brought us to where we are today.
1: Yeah. What was that like, being a part of that idea?
2: Well, I remember some of the, and I'm an old-timer now, but back then I remember some of the old-timers saying, you know, I think Ralph lost it, <laughs> and, you know people were questioning <laughs> that whole theory. Sure, you know? and when it came along that you know we're gonna learn, we're gonna grow, we're gonna get out of our comfort zone, I mean that was a scary feeling for a lot of people. Mm-hmm. But the proof, I'll say the proof was in the pudding. You know, everybody had enough faith in Ralph and Johnsonville as an organization that we followed that that path. Yeah, mm-hmm. and obviously we all know how that ends up. I mean, sure. a yeah. great company to work for, a great product, number one in the usa obviously mm-hmm. um so you know it was a lot of skepticism at first mm-hmm. um but as you traveled down the road you you saw little bits and pieces that were coming to light you know before it just flourished i guess i'll say
0: i love the idea of accountability i am a huge fan of you know just people make mistakes but you learn from them yep. you know and you can't learn from them if you're not accountable for Hey, this happened. We That's need right. to fix it. How do we do it?
1: Yeah, and if you're not making mistakes, a lot of times you're not learning. Unless you're making the same mistake over and over, in which case, no, well, you should probably find
2: something else. Yeah, then, then the accountability <laughs> maybe gets a little stricter. I would say. Right. You yeah. This is a little bit. You yeah. know, and, and and I know when we first started about account when we started talking about accountability, you know, a lot of people got kind of scared and shaken by that sure because mm-hmm. oh so I make one mistake and I'm out the door no that's not what this is all about mm-hmm. you know mm-hmm. it's about like you guys like you both said learning, growing, passing that knowledge on but to Joe's point you keep making that same mistake over <laughs> well and you know we need to have a candid conversation
1: Sure. so one more question around the Johnson way then for me uh, I don't know if Abby will have any more but how would you think moving when we're now into the 21st century obviously? How has the Johnsonville Way been sustained, and then do you think we're going to keep on rocking and rolling with the Johnsonville Way moving forward?
2: Yeah. Um, you know, up to this point, um, I think uh, the members, all members of Johnsonville have done a great job of keeping the Johnsonville Way moving forward. Um, you know, as far as, you know, 50 years from now, and I'd like to be around, but I don't think I will be. Sure. Um, I would hope that this this type of culture is still alive and kicking, I'll say. Mm-hmm. Um, but I do know that uh, there are a few folks from Johnsonville that their mission is to make sure after they're gone that the Johnsonville way continues. Mm-hmm. So there's going to be some get-togethers, I guess, is for lack of a better word, to make sure that the Johnsonville way is I- Johnsonville way is going to be alive and well as we move move down the road here, you know, into the next decade or the next quarter century or whatever that's great yeah so um and it and it's very important that that happens obviously because we've come this far uh you definitely want to keep it going Mm -hmm.
1: and one thing i I think is interesting is that you know it's very uh moldable i feel with with a group of you know members or workers who you know ralph started with but now as johnsonville's grown so big you know, how do you maintain that? How do you mm-hmm. keep that level playing field? Well, not level playing field, but more of that, that lesson, you know, spread out amongst all of Johnsonville. And
0: so. not, yeah, and across different states on top of it. You know, mm. on campus it's so easy to kind of feel that, but when you're in a different state, do you still feel that same? I, I think we do, but, you know, as to your point as we go on in the future, how do we really make that still like a mold of our – yeah, of our being here, I guess. And it's
2: and it's not just different states; it's the whole world. Yeah, right. I mean, when you think about where our sales force is strategically mm-hmm. placed throughout the world, I mean, it's not the little burger Johnsonville anymore. That you know, I think when I got hired here, I believe I was number one hundred and forty. <laughs> <laughs> um, oh. And and truthfully, I can't tell you if that meant we Johnsonville had a hundred and forty employees at that time, or was there members? Excuse me or was i the 140th member that was ever hired i don't know Mm -hmm. that sure Mm -hmm. um but you know so and today we're 2000 strong i would say yeah something like that so it's it's, it's all great
1: well mike you're gonna have to hand it off to these millennials that's right Mm. that's right
2: these
0: millennials yes (laughs) gosh darn kids
2: (laughs) yes they know everything
0: we do (laughs) i mean uh.
1: Well, oh, Michael, thank you so much for your on-the-clock stories. Let's move on to your off-the-clock stories. <laughs> okay. Okay. <laughs> okay. <laughs> what do you want to start with? I know you got a couple of them. Um, uh, a couple of them have to do with uh, hunting and fishing, right? Yeah. Oh, uh, first of stuff. You, you were a landlord at one point, a yeah. lord? Yeah, no, no, no. no not, not a, not a, landlord. Okay, a landlord. Okay, perfect. Yeah. And then <laughs> – and then a little bit more on the conservation side of things. Yeah. A fundraiser yeah. deal. We'll also. start with that. How's that? Oh, start? let's start with that. Let's start with that. So, so tell me year, more about that.
2: Every year we have a fundraiser. Mm-hmm. Um, and when I say we, it's the Zorn family. The Zorns. That's right.
0: Which is like half of Johnsonville. Da yep, da da da. yep,
2: yep. And most of that credit goes to my nephew and his beautiful wife because they started this whole thing. Which one? Um, it would be my nephew, Jason, Okay. and his wife, Madeline. All right, okay. Um, they're big in conservation. And this fundraiser that we have, it's in honor of my parents, Chuck and Caroline Zorn, wow. who uh, both are past. passed. Mm-hmm. But my dad was big in conservation, um, and and, my you, and
1: the Zorns grew up in the Elkhart Lake area, correct? Yeah,
2: outside okay. Elkhart Lake, between okay. Elkhart Lake and Howard's Grove. All right, okay.
1: just to get a uh, feel for your yep yep, in the country. Yep. Um,
2: when I was fourteen or fifteen, we moved from the village of Elkhart Lake out to this. My parents bought a forty-acre hobby farm. Nice. So
0: Hobby farm, forty acres. Yeah,
2: it was.
1: Right. Um, Is it still in the family?
2: No, okay. unfortunately, after Dad passed away, uh, we hung on to it as long as we could. Yep. Uh, because either when you have an estate after sure. everybody's after your parents are gone or whatever, the the state gives you so long to settle that estate. Estate, either you got to buy it or sell it or whatever. Huh. Okay. Um, and from what the lawyer told me at the time was, you know, you got one year to do this. And if you don't do it within a year, the judge, meaning the judge in Sheboygan County, is going to possibly bring you in because I was uh, executor of the will and uh, you know ask you questions on why you're not selling it, why you're not settling the estate, blah, 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 blah. Okay. Well, anyways, we were able to milk that out for about three years. <laughs> <laughs> um, so we, we kept it as long as we could. Leave it to the Zorns. That's right. Kay. We <laughs> kept it as long as we could. Um, and then we sold it to a, a local farmer. Oh, good. So um, it was all good. Was yeah. all yeah. good. But anyways, uh, my dad was big in conservation. Mm-hmm. Uh, my dad was the found, uh, one of the founding members of the Sheboygan County National Wild Turkey Federation. Really? Where they do things for conservation for wild turkeys. Um, he was past president of the state uh, chapter of the National Wild Turkey Federation. Goodness. 50-plus year member of the Hermitage Conservation Club, which is outside of Kiel um founding member of the between lakes ducks unlimited uh which they do things for ducks obviously um and so So so, you know we we grew up around conservation efforts and my mom you know she was involved in that stuff as well Mm -hmm. maybe not as in depth as my dad was just um yeah Mm -hmm. so my you got it honey yeah yeah so my nephew and his Mm -hmm. wife came up with hey let's have this memorial trap shoot for grandpa at the time, my dad. So I think it was the first two years it was called the Chuck Zard Memorial Trap Shoot. Mm-hmm. And you open it up to anybody who wants to come in and do this trap shooting, and we go out and get donations um, of some pretty nice prizes. I mean, there's everything from, and I hope I can say this, guns yeah, that's right. um, to <laughs> gun safes. To a total ice fishing package, which is the what the drill, the shelter, the tip ups, the baits, everything. Oh, wow. um, overnight stays at uh, resorts for a couple nights. We had one last year for a whole week up north at a cabin. Anyways, long story short, so we do that every year in October. This year it's going to be September twenty second. Okay, because uh, certain people can't make it early October but so far. So this is the seventh one. So in 6 years we've raised $40,000. Wow. All of that money does not go into Zorn's pockets, <laughs> by the way.
0: Which should equal like a dollar to each. Yeah, right. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. yeah.
2: <laughs> Very good point. Um so that money goes to um conservation efforts mostly focused on youth. Uh so if you if you follow conservation or you're a, you're an outdoors person, you'll know that There's not as many hunters and fishermen coming up through the ranks, I'll say, as what there should be. I just read an article
1: about that, actually. Yeah.
2: So we focus uh, our efforts on donating that money to uh, things that have to do with youths and the outdoors uh, and conservation. So some of the things uh, we've donated it to in the past is, well, every year we have a $1,000 scholarship that we donate to for uh, somebody that's going to school. Uh, something to do with conservation. Okay. So every year there's a $1,000 scholarship for that. Um, we donated to the Wild Turkey Federation, which has what they call a Jake's Day, and uh, that's where it's a day-long event where anybody under 18, mostly you know kids, are out there learning about wildlife and turkeys and, and things of that nature. Wow. Um, ducks Unlimited has what they call a Green Wing Day. That's the same thing as a, a Jake's Day, except on the ducks', ducks side. Um, where they're learning about the outdoors and s- things like that, um, donated to the Maywood Environmental Center, which is over in uh, just outside of Sheboygan, um, done some, just donated some money there, and they use it as they see fit. Um, and you know, Pheasants Forever has a program called No Youth Left Indoors. There's been money donated to that. So um, you know, when you look at some of these banquets and things you go to now, you know they'll raise. You know, thirty thousand dollars in one night. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, and ours is obviously on a smaller scale, but it feels pretty good to you know we've raised forty grand and donated to all these great causes. Um, and it just continues, it continues to grow and grow and grow every year. Yeah. So
0: Especially as it being like a family started event. That's awesome. Forty thousand years over seven years. That's that's yeah. Yeah. 000,
2: that's no amazing. Years. And yeah.
1: and so most of this money stays within the Sheboygan County area for yeah, the most part. Yeah. Okay. I would
2: say definitely within the Sheboygan County area.
1: Wow.
0: Yeah. That is great. And there's it's such a great to like have someone focused on a youth outdoor program. You yes. know, it's mm-hmm. that's refreshing to see. I wouldn't even know where to go to look to like get a kid signed up for half of that. Yeah. Can you just go to like the fishing games around here? Yeah, or
2: or the local you know, within Sheboygan County there's probably Ten different sportsmen's clubs. Okay, and they also have what's called the Sheboygan County um, Conservation Association, mm-hmm. um, and that—that's the one that kind of all of the sportsmen's clubs belong to. I'll say. Um, so yeah, any any local sportsmen's club, um, the Sheboygan County Conservation Association, any DNR office, mm-hmm. I'll get you going on stuff like that. Okay. Um, and Another thing, uh, back in 2015, uh, my dad was actually uh, inducted into the Sheboygan County Conservation Association Hall of Fame for all of his conservation. Well, that's awesome. So that was, uh, so it just feels good to be able to do something to give back to the yeah. community. As you all know, you know, we, uh, we pour our heart and souls into Johnsonville, right. Mm-hmm. And it doesn't leave a lot of time for other things. So, you know, this is the one thing that I can say I contribute to that, um, where, you know, donate my time and, and yeah. efforts and stuff like that. And it's, it's not even all year round you know we start in about june finish up in september Mm -hmm. you know then take a whatever six month break and then we start it up again um for when the next right one is gonna be awesome so
1: break down the day for me if you wouldn't mind uh how how can people sign up to do this and and you know what are the costs and and things like
2: that so if uh if you're involved in trap shooting Mm -hmm. that's you know where they shoot a clay pigeon out of a little house And then you try to bust that clay pigeon. Sure. Um, We have what's called a 50-bird Lewis shoot. Okay. Don't ask me what Lewis (laughs) means. (laughs) I was wondering. But you basically shoot 50 targets. We have Google. Yeah. Yeah. You shoot 50 (laughs) targets. So when you trap shoot, there's five stations that you trap shoot at. Yep. Each station, you shoot five times Mm -hmm. at five different targets. And they just get flung out of this trap house. And if you bust them, great. If you don't, well, oh well. Yeah. Um, so, you do that twice because you have five stations, five at each one, 25, and you're going to shoot 50. Anyways. Is it like a it
0: race it where you have to run from one station to the next no. to the next? <laughs> no, you just. Not. I would do that.
2: No, there. I mean. I have it, too much energy, though. I mean, but but each station <laughs> is only like 10 feet apart. Oh, okay. So. Okay. But it's a little different angle. I think what
1: you're thinking about is something completely <laughs> different. We'll get into it off Yeah, that's, okay. Okay. yeah. that's a whole nother segment. Yeah. <laughs>
2: Um, so anyways, there's if you're interested in trap shooting, you can come trap shoot. Yep. Uh, we have a brat fry, brat and hamburgers. Obviously, Mike Zorn donates the Johnsonville brats. Oh,
0: I can Obviously. see um, how that
2: would happen. So um, we raise money that way. And then there's raffles throughout the day, what they call walk-around raffles. Um, another thing that I donate, and people donate all kinds of stuff, but I always donate two or three coolers of product from Johnsonville. Sure. So get a couple bags of ice and a cooler, run to Walmart, get a couple nice coolers, put a couple bags of ice in, you know, I get probably a dozen or fifteen different Johnsonville items. Put make a cooler out of that and then a cooler out of yeah. another one. So they do these walk around raffles. We raise money that way. And then uh, and then we also do regular raffles where we have uh, prize tables that have all the different prizes on them. Mm-hmm. and people buy tickets, you know, whatever it is, might be ten tickets for 15 bucks or something like that and then you can put those tickets in whatever prize it, prizes you're interested in um, and then at 5 o'clock on that day draw the numbers and whosoever ticket comes up you win the prizes wow. and it can be anything from something that may only be worth a couple bucks yeah. to something that could be worth over a thousand bucks yeah. so um, so it, it's a fun deal to do mm-hmm.
0: any there 50 50s you, you are
2: right there are 50 50s yes.
0: <laughs> Every good benefit has a 50-50. They do. Uh, they <laughs> do. <Betcha.
2: laughs> and
0: we're Not that p- the ones that don't have them aren't good, good benefits.
1: No, we know where you stand mm. now. It's fine. Okay. <laughs> um, so <laughs> where, <laughs> where is this actually held then?
2: This is at uh, the conservation club that my dad belonged to for over 50 years. Uh-huh. It's the Hermitage Conservation Club. It's on Highway 67, um, halfway between Elkert Lake and Keel, Wisconsin. Okay. Oh, so
0: it's like back. Yeah, yeah. Um, back in the they woods. They do weddings though. there and stuff, yeah, too. And, and
2: if you look at those big pine trees that are planted there, uh-huh. you're looking at the guy that planted oh, them. Oh, hard Probably back at in 1969 <laughs> when I was like nine oh years old. Gosh. This man planted those They didn't
0: look like they're completely in like line either. They're little zigzags. <laughs> hey, I was, I was following
2: my <laughs> instructions. I, I got no... Oh, uh, So how many people usually show up to these? I would say... Uh, I mean, you're talking two, three hundred easy. Wow, I would say throughout the day. Jeez. Uh, I, I bet you it's it's at least three hundred yeah. throughout mm-hmm. the day. And from when to when does it run usually? Uh, I believe we start everything at ten, and we draw for all the prizes at five o'clock. Okay. The same day, and then in between there, we're doing those walk-around raffles, selling brats and hamburgers. And shoot and you know, clay You know, get pages. your favorite your favorite uh, beverage while you're out there yes, if you very want good. stuff mm-hmm. like that. Wonderful. Shoot that's trap. Man, that is. I-
0: Sounds Mike, funny. I've heard of
1: this. I've heard you talk about it loosely, you know, but I've never actually heard how big of a deal this actually is. And so Can you get
0: the details? That's
2: great. Yeah, it's, it's a, yeah, I'm, biased. I'm it. obviously biased, but it's a great event, you know. And, I'd say. And like I say, a lot of the credit actually goes to my nephew and his wife. I mean, sure. they started it all. Yeah. They 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 basically run it. Hmm. We just do whatever they tell us to do. (laughs) Okay, it's time to get donations. All right, let's go get donations. I
1: have found that that's a good spot to be in. It is. Uh, From Mm -hmm. being in a leadership position to then not being in a leadership position to being told what to do is actually pretty refreshing. Yeah. It's nice.
2: Yeah, yeah. (laughs) Like I say, they do a fantastic job, so why muddy the waters with us trying, you know, with, well, I think we should do it this way. No. Because yep. Mike Zorn will screw it up then. <laughs> <laughs> we'll just keep doing it the way it's supposed to be done.
0: <laughs> do you remember that year Mike Zorn took over the benefit?
1: It <laughs> <laughs> must be why we haven't done it and for we the last five pay years. We people to come. Yeah.
2: <laughs>
1: <laughs> well, Mike, thanks for that. I mean, that's that's awesome that you guys do that. And um, so then you also hunt and fish then. I You, do. you enjoy the. Outdoors.
2: The fruits of. I do. The I area. Do. Yeah. I do. What is your favorite hunting season? Uh in the last 4 years it's been bow hunting cuz i took bow hunting back up really Ooh. yeah i uh well throughout high school and maybe a couple of years after high school i i loved bow hunting mm-hmm. and for you know high school's a ways back there for me so it's probably been <laughs> the last 30 plus years that i haven't bow hunted okay um and i took that up uh i think this will be my fourth year now and you know it's not it's not so much I got to get out there. I got to get myself yeah, a yeah. deer. You know, it's it's just the peace. It's the tranquility. It's the watching nature. I mean, last year, I didn't even shoot a deer last year, but I had several deer within within range that I'm going to say I could have harvested. Sure. Whether or not you do is another story. <laughs> but, um, you know, I videoed them with my phone and left them walk and mm-hmm. uh, stuff like that. So, um, And I've gotten enough deer over the years that I'm not, you know, there's some... Diehards out there that you know they got to get. I need two deer this year. Yeah, well, yeah. That's a bonus to me if I even get one. Right. Approximately
0: so two years, my car was that. It needed to get every deer it could see. <laughs> <Jeez>. <laughs> Three. Yeah. Three. There you go. <laughs>
2: and how's that been for you? I got a new car. Okay, good. You Gotta <laughs> you get yourself a maybe a tr- pickup truck with yeah. a plow on the front. Yeah. I <laughs> heard that. <way>. I heard <laughs> I do like that bum idea. Bum. <laughs> oh, Abby's
1: at work again. Yeah. Yeah. Here I come. Yeah. Yeah. Deer Slayer. Wow. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah.
0: This is good. Abby
2: Beekle, the old deer slayer. <laughs> <Wow. laughs> and we're not talking with a weapon. It's with the front of the car. Right, right. My
0: car was red. I blame it on that strictly. Wow. Right. We're not talking about So we're anyways, about you. <laughs> um we <laughs>
1: so bow hunting, do you need anything extra to, to start bow hunting or do you just need your hunter safety and you're good to go?
2: Yeah, just uh, hunter safety. and
1: Just buy you know. your tags and yep, stuff? Mm-hmm.
2: Buy, your, buy your license and have yourself a bow. Obviously, a little practice helps. Right, right. Mm-hmm. Um, and then the other hunting I, I do, and I, do, I would do more, but I don't have time for it, but uh, it's spring turkey hunting and okay. fall turkey hunting. Huh. Fall turkey hunting for me consists of, uh, I'm sitting in my deer stand waiting for deer if a turkey walks by. <laughs> and I've never gotten one with the bow yet, but uh, maybe this year. Uh, now, do you have like a full bow or do you have a crossbow? I actually have a crossbow. Okay. Um, back in the day, it was uh, a compound bow. Mm-hmm. Um, but uh, three, four years ago, the Wisconsin DNR legalized crossbows, and I thought, why not? It's probably a little mm-hmm. easier on it is. the user, huh? Oh, to me it is. You yeah. Know, you got a scope on it. You put it up to your shoulder Shut like off, a Shut up, really? There's a scope on those? Yeah, yeah. Wow, I've, I've never scope seen on like on a it. legit one. Isn't that Go like
0: there. the point of a crossbow? Like it's got a, like the scope? Maybe I'm just not yeah. understanding. I mean, I'm it.
2: sure there are crossbows that don't have scope, but uh, the one uh, I, I bought?
0: I'm
1: thinking scope? about the Nerf ones. Okay, that's yeah. it. Yeah. That's what I'm thinking of when I see a crossbow. Yeah. Yeah. Huh,
0: so when good. I when I hear anybody talking about a machine gun, I should think about a Nerf <laughs> Nerf gun. Yeah, machine gun. Definitely. Okay. Yeah. Right, Duh. Then what Gosh. a peaceful
2: world we live in.
1: <laughs> right. Yeah,
2: yeah. <laughs> and then uh, you know, and then as far as fishing, another interesting story. Yeah, yeah. Story um i don't get fishing a lot um most of the time when i fish it'll be in the wintertime ice fishing okay but the interesting part about that whole story is i cannot eat fish i am allergic you're allergic i'm I'm definitely allergic to fish if i eat them okay so you can handle them i i can handle them as long as i make sure i rinse my hands off real good Um, the handling, them isn't the, isn't sense. the scary part. The scary part is if you eat them, that's interesting. Because That's Thanks. called antiphilactic shock, which basically <laughs> means, uh, you may not be breathing in a minute or Epi two.
0: <laughs> Who's got God. the EpiPen?
2: <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, funny story about an EpiPen. <laughs> oh, Let's God. hear it. So, uh, so I was hoping it was going to happen. <laughs> so, so my wife and I, we go to Mexico. I'm not going to say every year, but I'm going to uh, probably nine out of the last 10 years we've gone to Mexico and I've never had an EpiPen in my life. Never. Never felt a need for one. Well, when you're in a different country, you know, things may not be labeled like they are around here, or things may look different. Oh so boy. my wife one day said to me, you know, we've been to Mexico hover many times. You need to get an EpiPen. So, okay, I went and got an EpiPen. Luckily, I've never had to use it. However, they do have a practice However, EpiPen that they give yes. you when you buy one, okay? Mm. And you're supposed to practice shooting yourself in your, in your thigh, mm-hmm. counting a 10, and then... It should be good. one day my son is sitting on a couch. And I walk up to him with this fake EpiPen. Now, real quick once. This is Corey. This would be Corey's arm. Corey, (laughs) I love to go fast on motorcycles. Yeah, yeah, okay, okay. Just checking. So he's sitting on the couch one day, or in the easy chair, whatever. And I'm like, hey, Corey, look at here. Here's my new EpiPen. Whoa! And I poke him in the thigh with it. (laughs) (laughs) He jumped about two feet off the chair. His cell phone went flying, and I can't really repeat. The wording that he used, <laughs> uh, but you could just about imagine. So I've had fun with the fake EpiPen, <laughs> uh, and luckily God. I've never had to use the EpiPen.
0: So. Yeah, that is that is a good thing. <sighs> so. That is crazy. Ooh.
2: This yeah. is a good story. <laughs> I
0: like Do
1: the, you have any story. more fun stories like that?
2: Um, if I think a little bit, I'm sure I can come up with more fun <laughs> stories. But uh, maybe right now you don't want to talk. Yeah, about let's <laughs> let's move on. Uh, okay, so.
1: um you have recently got out of the uh what would that be? The renting business? The rental
2: business, yeah, I yeah. have.
1: You see now I rent and honestly I've heard a couple of your stories. Yeah. And I have not yet experienced any of those.
2: How was it renting? How long did you rent for? Uh we've we had that house for thirty three years. Okay. Um, For a time period, we lived in the bottom unit and rented out the top unit. Mm -hmm. Then when we bought the house that we live in now, which happens to be next to one of your cohorts, Mr. Verhals. Oh, that's right. Yeah. Yeah. He's over here bobbing his head. So then then when we moved out, we rented both units out. Nice. Um, What have the pros and cons been of renting? Well, the pros are, I mean, as you build up equity in that house, I mean, you're not actually building it up your renters are building it up right, for you yep. by paying the rent. Mm-hmm. Um, and if all of a sudden, well, let's say you decide you want to, you need $20,000, well, you don't have to go to the bank and borrow it. You can just take it out of, I call it, take it out of the house. You just refinance the house or take mm-hmm. out a wow. home equity loan yeah. on there. And again, that as long as you keep the place rented out, the money's not coming out of your pocket. It's getting paid for with the rent. Great. Beautiful. I mean, if you had, in my opinion, if somebody had, you know, nine or 10 double unit, apartment uh double unit houses i mean i don't think you'd have to work i mean Mm -hmm. sure you gotta be a handyman that's a down that's a downfall of it for me okay i'm not the world's best handyman Uh everything's a new uh adventure for me when it comes (laughs) to fixing things (laughs) and anything that the normal person could probably fix in an hour Mm -hmm. that might be a weekend project for this guy
0: all right couple rows of duct tape yeah
2: yeah do you got any really, really good big? ones
1: that uh, you may have, or may have not fixed in your time? Um, well,
2: I had. At <laughs> oh one time, God. I was in I was in <laughs> Virginia visiting a relative. Okay.
1: Oh gosh, a story that starts in Virginia. Where <laughs> right. is this going to end? And <laughs> right. hey, keep
2: in mind, this house was in Sh- is in Sheboygan. Yep. I get a frantic phone call from the upstairs renter that there's water all over the basement. So I'm trying to ask, on the phone, being a 1,000 miles away, uh-huh. I can't just hop in the car and run over there. Uh, where's the water coming from? What's coming from the pipe? Well, what pipe is it coming from? What is it near? You know, you. know, uh-huh. Anyways, long story short, the pipe that led to the hot water heater busted. Ooh. And this was spraying all over the place. And one thing I always do with my renters was I showed them, if you ever have a major water leak, this is where you turn the water off. Yep. Sure. Well, this lady had... She either wasn't listening or she forgot. Okay. So I'm telling her, you have to go to the back of the basement in the right-hand corner, like I told you when you rented the joint, and turn that knob, you mm-hmm. know, basically turn the spigot or whatever I told her. Well, she couldn't <laughs> figure it out. Oh, so no. I ended up, okay, I told her, I said, I'll call you back. Stay, n- stay close to your phone. I called a plumber, who I always use. I said, hey, can you get over to my place in like five minutes? I got water pouring in the basement. He's like, well... I'm in Oostburg right now. Oostburg. So, anyways, long story short, I ended up calling a, a guy that lived next next door to there, and he went over and shut it off for me. Very but nice. You know, there's there's you'll you'll I think you always hear the horror stories f- with rentals. You know, I I I still have, uh, and sometimes you have to evict people that you know think they don't have to pay their rent. Mm-hmm. I mean, mm-hmm. I still uh, got one person that probably owes me thirty-four hundred dollars. Took him to court and everything. Never paid me got the judgment, so one day I thought, I'm gonna call the collection agency in Sheboygan and see if I can get them to get this money for me. Well, the uh, collection agency said, yeah, we can do it, but we take 50%, and I'm like, well, I'm fine with that because I haven't seen it for like five years now Mm -hmm. or whatever it is, and they asked me the person's name, and when I told them the name, they're like, Oh, we're familiar with that individual. <laughs> oh, no,
0: but anyways, <laughs> we'll give you a discounted rate. <laughs> yeah, right.
2: So, so that's kind of the horror side of it. Sure. Um, and you know, I always did a uh, thorough background check on him and things like that. And sometimes mm-hmm. my heart got me in trouble because I'm a nice guy. Mm-hmm. You know, well, Mike. You know,
1: <laughs> nice guy so, Mike over there.
2: <laughs> so if you're gonna do it, if you're gonna do it, and you really want to do it right, you got to leave your heart out of it. because sure. It's a business. So okay. Anyways,
0: you know, maybe you should do like an SOP and do like hey, here's a map to things that you need to know about this house. There's a shutoff valve for the water. That's
1: really
2: interesting. That is a little map. You should be a landlord.
0: Well, when I bought my house, there were things that my dad's like, Abby, now that you're a homeowner, <laughs> you need to know these things. <laughs> like, where are your fire extinguishers? And I'm like, oh, I've got two. <laughs> They're just things you need to know. <laughs>
1: you haven't yeah. had to use them yet, right? No.
0: Okay, no. We'll knock
2: go. Yeah, hopefully <laughs> they knock yeah. On wood. <laughs> Hopefully they never have to be used. Yeah, mm-hmm. I'm
0: hoping not. And yeah. I don't even know that they're full. Yeah. That's one of those things that my dad did tell me I should check, and I still have. Yeah, it.
2: as long as the little arrow's in the green section, you're good to go. Good See? to go. Once See? it gets below outside the green section, then you want to get them recharged. Wow
0: probably look at that when I get home. Good and job. And what kind
2: of fire extinguisher should you really have? An ABC fire extinguisher.
0: ABC, yeah, because you want it to be good for not electrical. Wait, you want it for electrical.
2: Everything. Electrical, Everything. grease, wood fires, the whole nine yards.
0: Grease, can't you put that out with salt?
2: You could, salt? You yeah, could. Yeah, yeah. I was afraid you are going to say water, but no, salt nope, is good. Nope. <laughs>
1: <laughs> I'm really glad we had this conversation. Safety first.
0: For right. Abby's We're all about sake. safety here at John's Safety house. does
2: not
1: take a vacation.
0: <laughs> no. Oh, that's such a good slogan. We can make sure it's on that too.
1: Okay, done. <laughs> so Mike, what uh what has been the the plus side of selling cuz you sold that house then, right? I did. And
2: yeah. it was uh it was nothing that was really planned. I was just ha- I was having a conversation one day with an individual that I knew had several renters or rental units. Mhm or he would buy houses, fix them up, and flip them for Kay. a profit. Mm-hmm. And he's like, hey, I got a house for sale right now. Once I sell that, I'll come take a look at your rental house. Wow. Like, well, that sounds good to me. Mm-hmm. So long story short, he looked at it, shot me an offer, um, and I didn't have to list it with a realtor or anything. Mm. Seeing as he was so exper- experienced on the rental side of p- things and purchasing places, he had a, uh, a title company all set up, didn't have to go through an attorney wow nothing you know so um uh, it, ju- it was the right thing to do at that time yeah um you know it, it it ran its course we were in the rental business for 33 years i'm good with it my yeah. wife is good with it mm-hmm. and uh so yeah so now we only got to worry about the house we live in cool that's kind of a little bit of a relief i yeah. can only imagine Absolutely. so
0: um, a quick shout out to Tony Fisher for his hard work this last week on getting our Meyer fresh turkey um, out the door and full um, it's a big deal and I can't say thank you enough for helping our customers become great with that that really crucial product launch
2: I'd like to piggyback on that because I know how hard Tony worked on doing yep. that yep. so yeah thank you Tony
1: that's fantastic oop, oop yeah and uh, if if you have a, uh, a way to go or a shout out you want to give to someone uh, at Johnsonville, please feel free to to email us at off the clock at johnsonville.com. So then um, switching gears here, how much more time you got to your uh, Johnsonville?
2: Well, <laughs> um, <laughs> I would say in the four to five year range, okay, but as I tell everybody, there's a lot of things I want to buy, and none of them are cheap <laughs> uh, in the next four to five years. Uh-huh. So, um, you know, I'm, one of the things I'm thinking of is, you know, obviously, when if you're gonna retire, you want to make sure you don't have to stick a lot of money into your house. Sure. Mm-hmm. Well, I've got some things I want to do to my house, and my wife and I want to do to our, have done to our house, because Mr. Fix-It here is not gonna be able to handle it, <laughs> um, that we want to have done to our house, um, you know, before we actually retire. And as you know, you know, that's not just a, you know, $500 bill or anything. No, so, no, it's not. Um, so there's that, you know. I've got a, my eye on a new vehicle on the horizon here. Um, and obviously, when you're close to retirement, you don't want to be taking out loans. Mm-hmm. So, um, so yeah, there's a lot of things with, that we want to do um, before we officially retire. Even mm-hmm. in retirement, and it could be here, it could be somewhere else. I'm still going to work part-time for part of the year. Sure. I mean, I'm mm-hmm. going to be active yet. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, geez, you know how to do stuff with meat. Yeah, yeah. Hey, yeah. Why not? And I've always said, hey, you're looking at the meathead here. <laughs>
1: <laughs> didn't you own, wait, you opened a meat packing I'd, business for a well, little Well, it was you? a
2: small meat market. Okay. Up in right. Cleveland, Wisconsin back in maybe it was 1985. Wow. Something
0: like that. Oh, Cleveland, Wisconsin.
2: <gasps> and my wife and I ran that place, and we both still worked full time. And, well, that was before we started having children. Mm -hmm. Once we started having children, it became a little too much.
1: Mm -hmm. I I can't imagine Um, why. Yeah.
2: Yeah, I mean, (laughs) and and the way it worked out was my wife worked first shift at her job. I worked second shift here. Uh So I ran, we called it the shop, the meat market during the day. She'd come up there about 2 o'clock, take over. I'd come to work, and it was just a vicious cycle, seven days a week like that. And we did that for... I want to say a little over a year. And it came down to, hey, something's got to give here. Either Mm -hmm. we devote 100% of our time to this business or we say the heck with the business and just continue on with our employment. Um, And we made the decision, which was the right decision, to let's just not do this anymore and let's just work for the employers that we currently work for. And Mm -hmm. it was obviously the right decision. Mm -hmm. Um, So, um, yeah, so I dabbled in that for a little while. That was a... Uh, I always call it that was a $30,000 learning experience <laughs> and not a positive. It was a negative. <laughs>
1: yeah, but I don't know. I feel like you because you definitely learned that and not only that but kids these days pay like $30,000 for one year of college. Oh, yeah. So oh, yeah. I think yeah. you're fine. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We're good. That's been paid off for a while. Yeah, we're good. <laughs> we're good.
2: And then we, we sold it. It took us three, four years to sell a joint but yeah, we sold it mm. um, but it was a learning experience and learning experiences don't always come free. No. Nope. So no. You know, th- my biggest learning in that was you can't just call the maintenance guy to come and fix something. <laughs> I mean,
0: <laughs> Mr. <Mister either laughs> Fix-It over there. Right, right. Is either <laughs> you fix
2: it yourself or you call somebody that isn't free right. to come mm-hmm. fix it. You know, so, you know, that was a negative for me. Mm. Um, so anyways, um, yeah, so we dabbled in that for a little over a year. That wow. was That was interesting.
0: And, like, I just think that everything is so strict now, too. Like, imagine, like, keeping up with, like, regulations and everything like that. Not that we don't have to do that here, but it's different when you've got so many people watching and monitoring and making sure. I mean, I can't imagine being a small business and trying to make money and be efficient and keep that small business running. I just know a lot of different, like, meat cutting shops around me are all going out of business or... That's it. Retiring. Yeah. It is. Yeah, and you Great talk about small it.
2: business. I mean, th- the one I had, I wouldn't even classify a small business. It was a mom and pop shop because mm. it was just me and my wife. Sure. We had one guy to help part time when he could, but mm-hmm. I mean, it was just, it was a dinky dinky business.
0: Mm-hmm. Dinky dinky. <laughs> well, I think
2: we'll leave it at that. The old dinky dinky business there. <laughs> and, dinky dinky. Uh,
0: yeah. <laughs> dinky dinky. Mike dink,
1: dinky dinky Zorn over here. Okay. Perfect. Um, Mike, thank you so much for coming on. Uh obviously we could sit down and chat for probably three years with you um but by that time you might want to retire yeah. so and we,
0: need know. You, we need you out there yeah <laughs> we do we do
1: That's need right. you dinky dinky. Dinky, uh, dinky so if you wouldn't mind signing us off
2: i will do that this is mike and you've been listening to another episode of off the clock a podcast made the johnsonville way
0: Don't even look at me like that. <laughs> <laughs> it's
2: been a fun few times. Yep. <laughs>
0: <laughs> the <laughs> hand signals. Is what and those podcasts <laughs> will
2: now be deleted <laughs> from, yeah. oh my from your You're website.
0: taking those <laughs> out.
1: <laughs>
2: <laughs> this is Mike, and you've been listening to another episode of Off the Clock, a pad... Cu- Joel, you're up to edit that. Let's do one more time.